Boys, it's been a while, but we're back. Welcome to another great episode, episode 91 of your favorite podcast, One to Review. I'm here with my buddies, Brandon and Alex. Say hello, Brandon. Hey, what's up, Luke? Glad to be here. Alex, tell me something good. Hey, what's up, guys? It's beautiful out. One to Review is a little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way possible. We give them a single point if we did not like them. We give them two points if we did. We rate and review until we get to 20 points, and then we call it a day. Kick the intro. Brandon, it's good to hear your boops. It's good to be able to boop for you guys. It's been a while. We were away on vacation. I was anyways. You were away working. I think Alex was working too. Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We saw a couple of movies this week. The first one was Hard Hats 2, directed by Robert Rich. It is a uh, comedy from 1984. Stars Dan Aykroyd and Fred Williamson as fake construction workers, uh, criminals trying to kind of get a job done. For me, honestly, the reason why they were fake construction workers was a little convoluted for me. I didn't quite get it. Uh, it is a sequel to Hard Hats 1, a 1980s film uh, starring Dan Aykroyd also and a young Eddie Murphy where they are also fake construction workers. And that one, it made a little more sense. Either way, what did you guys think about Hard Hats 2? Okay, we're talking about Hard Hats 2. Now, I think, Alex, you did bring up the fact that this was a little confusing, the sort of um, whether they were good guys or bad guys. I thought about it, and I've, I've come to the conclusion that in Hard Hats 2, Dan Aykroyd and Fred Williamson play good guys. Yes. And wait, Hard um, Hats 1? No. No. Brandon. No, I mean, okay. In Hard Hats 1, yeah, they are criminals that get involved in a construction site to extort money from it. In the sequel, they get picked up by the FBI and they flip, so they're no longer really bad guys per se, as much as they are good guys who are doing an undercover thing as criminals in a but, construction zone. But, but, right, exactly. But no, in Hard Hats 1, they're kind of like bad guys with hearts of gold, and in Hard Hats 2, they're kind of like- Good I guys say with like hearts of shit. Yeah, not like crooked <laughs> cops, but just like terrible at yeah. at doing. But here's either really way, kind they're, of, they're sexist in all the films. That which that's, is fine. That's a I mean, line. <laughs> that's fine. They're sure. construction workers in the eighties. They're yes. supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's okay. <laughs> what really saves these movies is the gags. Okay. Yes, that's like, what it is. Got, it's a vehicle for for construction gags, basically. Like um, when Dan Aykroyd makes his lunch in the cement mixer. Yeah. When he try when he mixes too many baked beans in the cement mixer, three stories up, and it falls on the boss's head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The gags are classic. The gags are timeless. I was unaware that construction sites were so humorous, but by the picture this movie paints, it is just a comedy goldmine. Well, I've worked on construction sites, okay, and let me tell you, it's like very repetitive work. You're working with kind of a bunch of. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say that construction workers are screw ups, but and a lot, a lot of times they just are, you know, because there's really no other place, you know, unless it's like a skilled trade welding or or um, 
you know, cr crane operation where you need like one of these certificates to really be able to get on the job site doing that. If you're just swinging a hammer, you kind of don't have a lot of direction a lot of times in life, you know? Sure. So I hear what you're is, saying. Like, absolutely. But we can all agree that most of the time, most screw ups are actually kind of the humorous people in, in life. Yeah. And they're the backbone of America. They're the guys that are making America work, that are making things move forward. So in no way am I disparaging that career or that job. I'm just saying it's boring, it's repetitive, and you're with the same jackasses time after time again. You got to throw some jokes around. Or throw some, uh, some you know. Hammers, some nails, hammers and saws. Yeah. I mean, the the joke of them constantly asking for a dangerous tool and the other guy just throwing it to him blindly never gets old, really. <laughs> it never like, gets old. And good... why on, why in a, I'm sorry, Alex, why in no, like no. a high rise construction do they even have a chainsaw? That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's a but bunch of say? weird tools up there. Uh, I was going to say, I like the gag. There's this ongoing gag with Fred, Fred Williamson, and he's always, anytime he doesn't know how to use a thing or anything, like anything that's confusing him in the job, he just throws in the sewer. And like that pays off at the end when. <laughs> <laughs> when, when they go in, there's a good shot of like all the shitties thrown in there, and it's stuff that you haven't even seen in the film. You know, there's like sandwiches down there, books, and like so that's like his bit. And that's the thing, Eddie Murphy had like it's a callback to Eddie Murphy's character was throwing stuff in the trash in the first one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why didn't and they you know keep what? Eddie They're... Murphy? Does anybody know? I don't think, I think Eddie he was Murphy... too big. They got him. Yeah. That was one of his first films. Was Hard Hats. He's like a kid in it. If you check it out. Uh, and then I think he was he was blown up, but in like you know this is four years later when they did it. And Frank 84. Williamson, for those that don't know, that's the poor man's Danny Glover, right? Can we say that? Sure. I yeah. have, I still really don't know under who's understand who Fred Williamson is. Yeah. No, well, has he great. been? Has he been in anything else other than Hard Hats too? Dust till dawn. Okay. But yeah, he's the big the guy with the big mouth and that with the bats that fly out of him. He raises his arms, the bats come out. Anyway. Oh, that was scary. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. movie's funny. I'll give you that. Like, there's nothing wrong with this film. For sure, sexist, like I said. A little bit racist. But, you know, again, like you said, it's 80s. It's construction workers, all that stuff. It's a Robert Litch film. So what are you going to do? Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Well, he uh, notoriously um, just got caught up in that huge scandal with the... Um... No, oh, can we please not, not he mention did it. that? Of course he, he did, did it, for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Can we please? It's anyway. like his limo. It's like his driver. It's clear. Now, I'm wondering, here's, I came up with, a because, you know, I dabble in writing. I was wondering if it would be funny if at, like, the very end, like, um, Fred's character, you know, he's always throwing his tools in the sewer. He opens up, like, the glove box on his truck, and all the um, instruction manuals fall out. Wait, That'd that be funny? good. Would that have been funny? Why is that funny? Well, because like, I don't know, something to do with him like trying to read all these construct these like instruction manuals on the, on these power tools. Oh, you just want one more shot of like him. You know he's gonna throw it in the trash, you mean, or in the sewer? Let's play a game where we rewrite the final shot of this movie. So Luke's guess is instruction manuals come out of a glove box. I'm gonna say when they pan down to the sewer we see the rats have used all the tools and made a beautiful mm -hmm. colony in the sewer. Alex. I would have liked to have seen Marie Chen come back 
she plays uh, Ackroyd's girlfriend, and she was great in there. And that was really weird to me, the way she was written out. I was pretty sure she was going to come back. So some sort of scene with them, just some sort of like tying up that loose end, I felt like. Some sort of like sexually charged kiss or... Well, I mean, they had that... I mean, they had that make out on the I-beam thing. Um, so, I mean, I got that. I just wanted more of like a relationship something. I mean, he's so lonely. That's the thing about both these films. Dan Aykroyd does some great work, actually. He's such a lonely character in this. And, uh, like, honestly, throughout all the comedy, I feel like he does a really great job. kind of bringing I mean, he was some, known throughout life. Hollywood for his shoulder slumping. Like, best at shoulder There's a lot, honestly. Honestly, he does a lot a of good dog, back acting. downward dog look. Yeah, I really his, didn't realize, like, he was a serious actor before he got mixed up in that comedy scene. Like, he, I oh no. he was gunning yeah. to be the next Day-Lewis or something. I he feel really like real. he's he got spoiled, you know, that, like, he was going to be a really great actor. And, like, his comedy... Meh. He was such a good, you know, serious actor. And like Hard Hats is this kind of start of doing comedy. And that's why this film's, you know, a little of a bummer to me. Oh, well, I hate to end on that kind of brown note, but sure. I think we've said pretty much all we need to say about it. Hard Hats 2, Hard Hats 1. Um, I feel like we can honestly roll these two movies into one rating. I agree. I agree. I mean, and 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 even plot wise, it picks up pretty quickly. It's like you know the next week or so that this story picks up. You know, anyway. So yeah, it's almost one movie, two parts. So yeah, let's rate them together. Let's rate it. I'm gonna give this this. Uh, I'm gonna give this two points. I give this film two points. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. Since we're reviewing both movies, I'm going to give the final score as being two points, but I do think each one of these movies is a one-point movie in itself. They're not great, but if you watch them together on a long weekend or something, you might have a chuckle or two. So two points for both movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. That is you, six points for Hard Hats 2, directed by Robert Lich, 1984. Alex, what's our scoring system this week? Uh, well, folks, each week we have a different way of keeping score. Our 20 points that we're going to eventually get to are kept track in different ways. This week is no different. Last week we talked about the 20 biggest big rigs in the world. The week before that we taught you 20 reasons to learn how to swim. This week, folks... We're telling you about 20 great mouth tricks that your mom will love. We all know mouth tricks. We all know similar annoyances that we like to do from time to time. But this trend is catching on. It blew up on a lot of the social media memes. And now kids all around the world are doing mouth tricks. And we're here to cash in on the latest fad and tell you about 20 of our favorite mouth tricks. Um, Well, I'll just go ahead and start. You know that one? Classic drip. I can I, I can kind of do it. That. And then um. <clears throat> what's up? We don't have burping here. Does is burping out? It's not quite a mouth trick we decided when we were talking. It's like a throat trick. Okay. But if I'm you gonna do try like to... a, You were talking about a burp modulation of some kind. I mean that would count. Like if you burp and then vocalize the burp, you know, yeah. using your mouth man I, I really feel like i should have practiced these but um um uh, this is called the cheek flarb ah uh, the flarb mm-hmm. classic so i gave the film two points so what for my first mouth trick i want to tell you that mom's bleeping love it when you bleep out 
bleeping stuff from your bleeping sentences, you know? Like, yeah, mom, the soccer game is good, but the bleeping coach was so awful. I think you need to do the sound effect, though, like the bleep. Oh, yeah, you can, I guess. I normally am a fan of the bleep, but yeah, you could do, mom, the beeping coach. Fuck, yeah, that's much better. Mom, you're a beeping bitch. That's what takes it from, you know, a (laughs) word to a mouth trick. I guess so. That's what makes it a mouth trick. So my my bad in my first explanation. But you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I mean, guys, that's why these are tricks, because they're harder to do than you think. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I know how to do that. No, but you got to sit there in the mirror and practice these sometimes. Cool. Brandon. Second one, well, I got two points oh. here, so the second one I want to tell you guys about it. Super classic. This was just the wet fart. Oh, that's nice. I can hear the moisture. <laughs> Pretty good one. That one kept going. No, no, to be fair, today we're supposed to be giving you 20 mouth tricks that your mom would love. And I would argue that m- maybe some moms wouldn't like that one, but some moms would. And definitely your mom, when she was younger, she would have liked that one. So. Well, it's all about timing, too. And That's what I mean. It, it, if it's too wet, it's going to gross her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so. a little wet. And if your Brand. mom starts to get mad at you doing these mouth sounds, absolutely. Just remind her about when she was young and the mouth yeah, sounds that she used to make and like. Or give her the old wah, wah, wah. Ooh. Bonus mouth sound. Bonus mouth sound from week there. That's well, that's I've got a new favorite. I'm going to I'm gonna do an example here for you. It's kind of like a car alarm. Mm-hmm. Hold good. on, let me go see. I think my car alarm's going off, Brandon. Gotcha. <laughs> oh. Uh, another point I'm going to give you is the classic beatboxing. It's where you make a whole drum kit out of your mouth. Let's hear something. Wow. Oh, Brandon's so good at that. Dude, I so cannot good. believe I you... When you said you were gonna do beatboxing, I like I was ready to take off my headphones and walk away. <laughs> yeah, <gonna> <laughs> Why he can do the fat boy? <laughs> That's sick, dude. Oh my god, man! Brooklyn has really rubbed off on you. God, I was like that. I've rubbed off on Brooklyn, and vice versa. <laughs> Please. I bet you. Have. All right, well, don't let the cops see. Okay, guys, we gotta let um, let these sponsors pay for the bills. We'll be back with more movies. Hit it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy a sponsorship. Yes, Brandon loves thanking people. <laughs> Today's one to review is brought to you by Mellow Ched. Mellow Ched from Smoke Farms is the mellowest cheddar we make. It's delicate, smooth, and just a hint of natural milk flavor from our calmest dairy cows. Mellow Ched is technically cheese, but just barely. Order from Smolik Farms using promo code REVIEW and receive a six-ounce package of flavorless crackers absolutely free. No. Welcome back, Alex, Luke. How you doing? Luke, Brandon. Alex, Michael. Luke. That's me. Whoa. (laughs) Hey, guys, I've got a question for you. I know we've Uh all thought this before but what is art what is art what do you mean what is art yeah exactly this is a movie that we all saw that we're going to talk about called what's art this was directed by alma ramos this came out in 2016 you can find it on most streaming platforms or you can download it anywhere you download your favorite pirated content we get it what's art is a documentary that they follow 20 people around an art gallery and they show them different art 
and they ask them what is art what does it mean to you what do you think and get their general impression of 20 art pieces Mm -hmm. Uh, what did you guys think of this documentary did you find out what art is well, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna spoil um, anything for the listeners to kind of tell them what the painting was that was shown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what was it. It was it kind. Of, it was kind of like a vacuum that was sprouting a flower. I think is like, but like not the old style vac- canister vacuum, like the upright. Yeah. Vacuum with a bag, and it's it's not it's not a very it's not a very natural style. I'd say it's a little maybe the art's a little cartoony, kind impressionistic, of. maybe impressionistic. Yes. Okay, be careful because you're calling it art. Yep, 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 yep. It's an oil painting. We can call it an oil painting, right? It's yeah. an oil painting of an upright vacuum with a flower in it, uh, and they show twenty different people, and they ask them, "What do you see? What do you feel?" And and what I would say that I learned about this film is some people are dumb they're fucking now art is subjective and so what they said about the art the painting that's not dumb but people are dumb right so like half of these people are you can tell by just the way they i don't know i guess the way they interpret the art so maybe maybe i am saying what they said was stupid yeah no i think uh i think it's which what make that's what makes this documentary so meta is that The question that they're asking, you know, in the title, what's art, is not really the question that gets answered in the movie. No. And the question I'm hearing is, how fucking dumb are these guys? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What does someone think of a a shitty painting? I'd say the painting's shitty, right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a dumb painting. It's not a good painting. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't hang it up. I wouldn't hang it up. Uh, Brandon, what do you think? I'm torn. I found yeah, it intriguing like it. that people put, you know, so many different of their so many different aspects of their own life and their own mm-hmm. emotions and what they were currently going through. They projected it into the art and mm-hmm. saw what they wanted to see. And yeah, I think a lot of times it came off as sounding stupid, but I also think to them the art was important and possibly, you know, as we could tell by some of the elderly couples, quite moving. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah, the stories, the stories they told about, you know, their younger years about um, war and about remembering their mother vacuuming and um, the way it smelled and all that. That was all very touching. But then there were at least, um, you know, they only put 20 of these people up, but there were at least six of them that were like, okay, where's my prize money? They all thought it was like a hidden camera show where they get $100. Yes, and those and are I've the never idiots. seen those that. Specific... What show is that? Even? No, no. Like, where did they, they come up with that idea? Yeah, George, Martha, Donald, Rosalie. I loved Catherine. She was really smart. But George, Martha, what was the other one? Donald and Rosalie. Yeah, those four were the four that really drove me nuts. Drove me nuts. Yeah, Catherine I... was the kid, right? Yes. Now yeah, she was, changed my mind about almost <laughs> almost art entirely. Like that, it's worth it to see this film. Honestly, to hear this seven-year-old girls you know her describe what art is to her her thesis about this painting is amazing and so that's why i get i've got i've got hope with all the for every george martha donald and rosalie you got a catherine in the world hopefully and that's even a worth and it was a child so it goes to show you you know there is the exactly like you said there's hope yeah, I do appreciate that they didn't give us any sort of context about who made the art piece or yes. what you know what the artist intended. This was yes. fully the perspective of people viewing it, 
And, you know, personally, I think this is a cool premise. I think they could continue to make these documentaries with different pieces of art. I'd watch a, yeah, I'd watch a TV show uh, kind of like this. And maybe maybe other questions, not what is, you know, like, or, yeah, not, not just visual art, but I'd love to see dance and stuff like that. Right. It's what a is very music? cool idea. And turn off your sure. turn off your um, your stereo right now and skip ahead one minute because I'm going to spoil the ending. Spoiler. It's just a like an earth shattering scene of one of the producers throwing the painting into a metal trash can and the camera panning away like 400 feet until the trash can is literally a speck on the screen. And just the sound of the city. Yeah. Well, and what I get out of it, what I love, and I think I'm sure Alma Ramos is going for this, uh, is this film is, is, is asking if it is art, correct? And I think at the end there, that's that walking away from the trash is kind of her. Emma, for me, it was a very popcorn in the trash moment, walking away from the theater into the city. I don't know. It yeah. felt to me like this, like, like you said, it's very meta film. It's very smart. She's a very smart lady. I see that yeah. for me, it was more about the materialism and art and, you know, being that the art piece itself is it in the trash at the end of the documentary. My takeaway was, you know, the art itself is useless. It is really the emotions that the art creates is what is important. So. Well, well, that's what that little that's what the little kid was saying. So, yes, I mean, you've that's always true, said that, right? Brandon, you're you're awakened to, to art. You've always okay. kind of championed that idea. Yeah, if I just throw it away. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's rate this because, I man, I, I think we've said I think we've said a lot about this yes. movie. Uh, What's art? Twenty sixteen. How many points do you give it, Alex? Two solid points. Two uh, huge points. I love this film. I thought it was fascinating. Brandon, I am going to give this movie two points. To me, this is art. Brandon took the words right out of my mouth. Two points. That is six, six points for points. Alma Ramos's What's Art 2016 flick. Check it out, streaming services. It is available. All right, guys, that's uh, six points. So we each need to tell the listeners about two different mouth tricks that mom would love. What do you let's, got? Let's set the context of the scene, right? You are sitting in the back seat. Your mom's driving you, maybe picking you up from school. Maybe you're playing your Game Boy. You start making these sounds just to annoy them and get their attention. Well, not always. I don't know. I don't know if that's what we were doing, is it? I don't know. Sometimes this might be at a, at a at, you know a family reunion or a Thanksgiving and everyone's bored, sitting around the table, and you do something to impress your mom with a mouth trick, you know? Okay. What? Well, how would you impress your mom? I'd do the Denver lip for my first point. And so that this one is not available for our listeners, but uh, the boys are on Skype, so I can show them. This is the Denver lip. So if you go Wait, move your camera up. down. Yeah, right here. So doing the old Denver lip, <laughs> Denver lip. So that's so gross. Kind of creating like that's gross. I want to call it labial. Yeah, a labial. It's he's a squishing. Labial, but he's squishing that's... his his um, bottom lip and his top lips together in a vertical way to make it look like a well, vagina with a side mustache on. Yeah, but it kind of looks like Predator side. but reversed. There you go. Exactly. No, so, <laughs> All right. that's the Denver lip. Or you know, there's tons of different tricks. This is another one that I'd use to impress my mother. This is called Omar's Ascension. So this one is exposes canines, canines up there, and you know, hold that, hold that in, at a, oh, it's a sentence. 
I mean, wow, that you've impressive. almost ascended. Yeah, I mean, so you gotta be able to pull your tongue back and wrap it around your lip. That's a pretty tough one. So that's just a mouth trick. You know I know that's, my mom loves. That's great radio. Um, no, it's not. Don't be sarcastic. I, I when I, when I'm in the car with my dad and we get on that intersect, we get on the interstate. He fucking steps on it, and so I'm gonna make the motor mouth. My dad loves that one when I do that. That sounded more like a wet motor, almost mm-hmm. like a motor boat. A little bit. Was I being too wet? I kind of, yeah, I, I, I got a tinge of wetness mm-hmm. at the end. There, there we go. That's not good. Much more believable bike. if you kick it up an octave, yeah. Nice. And then you guys tell me what this one's called. Ooh, machine gun noises. What? <laughs> Nice. You just got fucking gatted, baby. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Brandon, you got two mouth tricks? Yeah, these mouth tricks are absolutely mental. One of my favorites is the watermelon seed spitting, where you you do the whoop, but then you do the ding as it hits some sort of metal basket that you're spitting the seed into. How far can you spit a seed? Well, listen. Wow, that's 20 I would feet. say that was 20. maybe 18 feet. Yeah, 18, 20 maybe. feet. But I also got a little bowl right here. Watch. Ding. Okay. That's like a micro throw. A toss. Uh, what else do I have for you? One more mouth sound. I'm going to give you the quiet scream. This is something I do often when I'm frustrated at work and I'm at my desk and I don't want people to know I'm extremely upset or frustrated. I just open my mouth and do a barely audible scream, but as intensely as I can. Uh, sounds like... It's kind of like that. Yeah, and you add a little noise because it's radio so they can hear but it. Isn't, isn't there like a closed mouth version of that that your sister does? She does like, yeah, my sister is just like. And the thing is, a mom might like that. I can't do so, it. Sometimes I feel like moms are very stressed and they don't have Somebody an outlet. Like, they have to be paper adults. or something. I can't. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, it's sometimes, sometimes the moms are, uh, get very stressed and I feel like those are two kind of mouth tricks that a mom might like to practice even. You know, and that's another thing we haven't really talked about. Some of these are things that a mom might want to do. You know, we talk about us doing them for moms, but. And we're kind of, we're three boys, so we know the boy ones better than we know the girls ones. That's and true. I think that was one my sister, I didn't even do it right, but the closed mouth, it was like, a, it's like a closed mouth, like surf, smurf scream, like a beaker voice, inner closed mouth smurf scream. And I think my mom and sister both indulged in that trick. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, that's very close. That's horsey. No. Uh, hey, was that two, Brandon? Uh, yeah, that was two, right? Two-ish. Yeah, that was two. All right. Cool. Well, then let's kick it to a sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Voyage to Tampama. The newly discovered island of Tampama is now open for tourism. The last of the tribal children were eliminated years ago, and the elders have now passed on. 
Come see the beauty of Tampama that's been hiding only 738 miles away from the big island of Hawaii. Tampama. And Brandon and Alex, are you guys familiar with a huge show on television called Cops? Yeah, oh, yeah. I've seen one Cops. of my favorite television shows. They do a lot of episodes in Albuquerque. I love it. Very interesting mm-hmm. to see that mm-hmm. side of law enforcement. A lot of episodes in Florida, too. Well, um, they flipped it. And Eric L. Mitchell has produced, and I think, well, we'll decide successfully or not, if Robbers is the new cops show. <clears throat> Gentlemen, what are your first impressions on 2019's television show, Robbers? Amazingly simple premise. One that, as soon as I heard it, I said to myself, God, I'm jealous I didn't think of that because it's such an easy twist on a well-known formula that it would hard not to be a home run. That it would hard not to be a home run. That who would not ever hard be not a home run. Not to I be. agree. Uh I feel like we I think we need to explain what the show is a little bit for our listeners. Well, sorry. Well, um they're following around criminals doing real crimes. And I think maybe it's a sign of the times, but this is something that is very frowned upon, or at least has been in the past, to sort of glorify criminals and robbing, robbing, um, you know, regular good upstanding citizens. But I think maybe in 2019, our desire for ultra entertainment has really finally allowed this to happen. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is crazy because it is real. And like that said, I kept having trouble wrapping my brain around. I kept thinking, because cops, those are real cops. Those are real criminals. And this, I kept thinking there's no way this can be real. But it absolutely is. It's 100% real. They have these these cameramen embedded with these criminals. And so these cameramen are 100% accomplices to these crimes. And so their identities are hidden. And so these guys are kind of, so it's produced technically by criminals. The show itself is, is kind of in a way illegal. Once it's put on TV, it's not, but the creation of the show was illegal. It's complicated. And there's a whole, when the show starts, there's a whole, what, two pages of, of text that kind of explains how it all works. Right. Exactly. Once, once these cameramen, once these audio guys are done with a couple episodes and they've gotten away with it. They are entered in sort of like a third party, third party privatized like witness protection program, and -hmm. they're out of the industry. They're out of the business forever. Mm -hmm. They'll never hold a camera. They'll never hold a boom. They're done. So, um, Mm -hmm. and the robbers, they've managed, and I think it just goes to show you how stupid criminals are. the The robbers are up for whatever. Yeah, they they want to rob. They want to show off. Some of them don't blur their faces. Francis Ladyfingers, that lady was like all aggressive about having her, you know, her face appear on TV. She's like, I don't care. They ain't going to catch me or whatever. So I don't know. Some such fascinating humans, you know? Well, and here's in, in one episode. Well, in the Francis episode, she runs around her neighborhood where she'd been, you know, living for over 43 years, yeah, robbing from the same people. You know, you can hear in the ambiance sound the neighbors shouting at her, you know, Francis, get the fuck out of here. Francis, mm-hmm. hell no. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
you know, she's just flipping her, flipping them off and screaming back at them. And it's just like this menace and that gets just like embedded in uh, these neighborhoods that just sort of just like becomes part of their everyday life. Hey, I'm eventually going to be robbed by Francis Ladyfingers. And that's just what it's like until I find a new place. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, these are all valid points. And, but I think for me, it's deeper. I mean, you guys touched on it when we were talking about has society driven us this far? Yes, I think. I also think, you know, technology itself has brought this... Uh, premise in our grasp as far as you know these criminals are using their cell phones to shoot this they don't you know they're not having the same sort of huge camera rigs that they use on cops so this is this is something that can only probably be done with today's technology and today's thirst for this kind of behavior yeah a lot of times the production team they're not even on site they're in a van controlling those uh, on-ground robot cameras and drones yeah um i think they're even trying to develop like a like a pigeon or a a rat cam too (laughs) which just sounds i know that sounds made up i mean for me this also asks the question when somebody is you know robbing somebody now or somebody is causing a disturbance in public are they doing it because they're actual criminals or are they doing it because they're on this tv show or they want to get on this tv yeah like someone like fingerfoot like that guy was that guy was more seemingly more into the celebrity. Like he, I don't know. He was definitely playing it up. Like that guy was gangster well, because, for sure. But like, yeah, because he had like all that Robin Hood style. Like he would steal those. He would steal jewels, and he stole that little tiny TV CD player. And, and then the he dog gets on steals that fucking pure and the dog whatever. <laughs> and he gets on the seventy six bus and just like passes it out to the passengers and then just gets yeah, off yeah. the bus and they're like clapping for him as yeah, he yeah, leaves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except the dog, they did make him take the dog with him and say, "Give that, give the dog back." That they, they weren't really. That, that was crazy. To see the, the little... cam. So that's another thing. Going back, how the cameramen step in on this one. The cameramen are the dudes that made him kind of return that. Yeah. So it's interesting to see, like, again, I guess I'm just going back to they're not, they are criminals as well in this. You know, they're, like I said, accomplices. And it's crazy to see them uh, empower themselves in those moments to not just be a camera like they're used to. You know, yeah. it's really well, and fascinating. It, and, and Fingerfoot's defense, he did admit later on that that was, he was just in the moment and wasn't really. Oh, sure, that, sure, sure. He was just that, grabbing yeah, that He didn't thing. want to break that family's heart by taking their, their animal. No, 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 you know? no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, cops is fucked up, but this is a whole new level of fucked up. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I watched cops and I say, hey, I want to be a cop when I grow up. They're doing some cool stuff, you know, doing stuff for good. What are kids going to emulate watching this? They're going to be criminals. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think so, man. Like, you know, Dirk Finger, that guy was like, I don't know. You don't want to be. Kurt the Dirt Finger? Kurt the Dirt Finger? I'm that just saying, if like I watched sad. up Growing Robbers, I might grow up to be the next Flame Finger. I don't Whoa. know, man. But I'm telling you, like, these people are I, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Kids look anywhere for role models, you know? And what they pick up what exci- is, is probably what excites them. But there are a couple major episodes, and I don't know how long this is going to be able to run either, to be honest, guys. So you might want to catch this while this is even on air. But... um you know where they pick up jib rifle finger uh and he actually gets arrested which that was an intense moment and the cameraman yeah sorry go ahead 
the cops had their guns drawn. It was looking like someone was going down. It was looking like they were going to have to, you know, show this man being shot. Yeah. Can you imagine the season finale teasers for this thing? I'm sure some shit goes down, you know, towards the end of the season like that. They're probably going to have someone get killed or, you know, whatever. Because well, it's, it's pretty and, real, man. And I think the crimes seem like they're going to start increasing as this show goes on. That Like, they're going to start going down darker paths or whatever than than just these petty crimes. I mean, it's you know, it's an inevitability in my in my eyes. Like we can't stop getting more intense and um I really wish we could turn it around, you know, and and make the world a a brighter place, but I think people mm-hmm. this is what they crave. Yeah. You know, for for me, when I watch cops, I sometimes have like a sense of sadness watching the criminals, you know, and how, you know, how they ended up here. And it's like genuinely really amazing and interesting acting to see these people because they're real. Yeah. But on the flip, when you watch when you watch robbers, you see the innocent victims and you see they did nothing to deserve this Jeez, stuff that's yeah, going Yeah, some of them. the victims are hard up too. So it's sad, but in a different way. Yeah. The show is yeah. sad. Uh, Ivy it's Sparks Ivy Sparks talking about her pearls that were stolen. Um, you know these these heirloom pearls, and she was going to sell them so she could just buy groceries. You know, and she's like, I mean, Jesus Christmas! When you when you get to like moments like that, that, that does make this show captivating. But then it's like, you guys shouldn't be making this. You know, because if it, if you hadn't made this, she would. Uh, and still had her things and still would have been able to feed her family. So. Yeah, like she might have still been a victim and Flamefinger's still going to rob someone that day, but like, but they definitely, you know, they add to it. They add to him wanting to make it that day and that moment and at that grocery store or whatever. So, in, in defense of the show, and I think this is a big thing that we missed, they do actually compensate some of the robbed people for some of the bigger items. That's so, in the fine print, that big text at um, the beginning too. Yeah. But obviously they can't but afford still, to pay for all of that. And you can't fix like the the emotional damage, you know, the sense of invasion and all that. But anyway, yeah. fascinating show. I'll give you that. It's not the same flavor. If you're looking to watch Cops, like is what I was thinking, I was like, cool. It's like a Cops reboot. It is not. It's definitely a very different show. Different, like you said. It's a sad show. It's an emotionally taxing show for me. I, I could almost call this show, Where the Hell Are the Cops? Jeez, yeah, right? Well, you have to imagine mm. they purposely don't get them involved to a certain extent. They're trying. I mean, they don't want to get caught. Of course, of course. But still, you just some of those crimes are loud, you know? You know? At the when the Macy's one with Fast Fingers Freddy when he's stealing those purses, like that was a loud, long, long crime. He was in Macy's he was for in there ninety for a long minutes. Time. He got two carts of of merchandise yeah. out of the store. And I mean that thing. There were some honest, some Benny Hill moments there with the the mall security guard. But when he started, cops, when he started, hip. When he started freestyling with the security guard, sure. Oh my God, I just couldn't believe it, man. So yeah. And I don't know, again, going back to the very beginning of this review, this all could be fake, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think this is acting and scripted. I think this is real. But anyway, are you guys ready to review this thing? We've talked our asses off about it. 
Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. Like I sure said, it's, it's, it's pretty fucked show. up. It's a big show. I mean, it, Eric Mitchell, that's what he, you know, that's what he produces is these big things. These are mile markers. He did, you know, the first couple seasons of Law and Order, and then he went on to do County East and like, you know, just big shows. Yeah. Uh, anyway, for me, two points for Robert. So it's, it's fascinating, fascinating show. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely mixed emotions, but just um, what they've created here is definitely worth two points. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. Two points for sure. That is six points for the uh, new television show, Robbers. You can see that on NBC. That's not the Peacock, is it? I don't know. All right, let's tell these folks about six different mouth tricks that you can do to please your mother or others not just mothers that's you know that's our demo sounds weird week. when you put it like that it sure did the way i said it doesn't <laughs> sound good but uh well, mothers so, need pleasure mothers need pleasure so here we go that's that's our new bumper sticker that's our new one two review bumper sticker. finally write that down mothers need pleasure here we go type 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 all right uh the two mouth mouth tricks i want to tell you about first one here we go this one's super fun this one is called uh, ventriloquism. This is where you can throw your voice. So uh, right now I'm, you know, I'm st- sitting right here. But what if I was to say, "Well, hello, now I'm right here." That's throwing <laughs> your voice. So it's uh, so I can say, "Hey, hi, you having a good day there?" Yeah, I'm having a good day. But I'm just keep, I'm over here the whole time. But it sounds that's, like my voice is over there. So that's a trip. Good job, yeah. Alex. If you ever, yeah, if you ever screw up everything else, man, you've got that to fall back on. What thank you, Luke? <laughs> You're welcome, little Freddy. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. I don't think I've introduced little Freddy on the show. Anyway, <laughs> that's little Freddy. Uh, we'll get into him next week. We're doing a whole episode about him. Uh, and the second little mouth trick I want to uh, tell you about is this one is pretty silly. This is the this is fake blowjob. And the way you do is you put your tongue into your cheek and you push it out like it's a, like it's a dick. Wait, I want to see this one. Can you move your camera uh-huh, down? Uh-huh, hold on. It's hard to do if you're smiling, which I'm doing because it's such a funny <laughs> trick to do. Now, again, that's going back to one that your mom might not like, but at the same time, a well-timed one. If if some guy at Wendy's or the gas station is an asshole to your mom, she looks in that rearview mirror and you do that fucking blowjob face, she's going to lose it. She's going to lose it. So that's a, that's a careful one. That's a high stakes one. Those are great. Thanks, Alex. Yep. Um, gosh, man, I, that is hard to follow. Um, the best, one of the best ones I've got is look, no mom, mom no cavities. Oh, which, that's pretty uh, classic. Which, no uh, cavities. <laughs> which was always funny for her because um, by age nine, I already had six fillings. So yeah, um, that was like sort of bittersweet for her to, to see that one <laughs> because of my mouthful of her money. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And then, um, gosh, there's so many good ones. What um, about this one? Well, I was thinking about this one. See, mine, mine always comes out as a, sort of a horse, but it's it's supposed to be a sheep. Sheep speak. Sheep speak. Arguably good. more of a throat. Good, good, good. I'm a good. No, he said throat. I'm a throat. Throat. Yeah, yeah, maybe that doesn't count as a mouth trick. That might be a throw. <clears throat> Wait, are you saying that one doesn't even count as a point? 
That's what Brandon was saying. We'll count it. We'll count it. We'll count it. But I think technically that's more throat than mouth. I'm not. I'm not like an expert, but I've seen some videos. Yeah, that's true. Biting bad dad. That's a good trick. Okay. Hey, 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 okay. I've got to give my two points. No, no, no. You're making me change it, so I'm changing it. It's biting bad dad. That's a good trick. And, you know, you don't actually bite your dad, okay? I mean, unless he's really bad. But, like, you uh, you know, you're, you're behind your dad there, and he's mouthing off with... You know, blah, 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 blah. The kid's dead, this, or this is what you got when you got kids, you know. And then you're there with your mom, like, rolling your eyes. You bite him <laughs> on a little dad flab. Yep. And they laugh. Yep, and they have a laugh. Biting bad dad. Two quick points for you. Uh, here's a classic one. This is one I've actually studied. I've been to Paris, but uh, you could do the French twist. Uh, let me show. It's, it goes like this. Let's see. Wee 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 bonjour. bonjour. That's not the French twist. <laughs> no, the French twist is with the tongue. The French twist no, is when your tongue looks like it just spins around in your mouth. Ooh, yeah. Oh. Back it's to this school. French twist is like the one where you turn your tongue into like a drill and you drill back and forth. Yes, yes that is the French That's twist. That's the French twist. <laughs> Not the wee, 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 bonjour. Wee, 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 bonjour. We also got, hey, hey, okay, calm down. We also have the 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 like like clam or the taco where you curl it up into mm. a wave. I've heard okay. not everybody can do this. I certainly can't. It's pretty good. Uh, Your brother cool. can do it, right? Your brother he, does it good. Yeah, he's like the best in town. I remember he, he got written up in the local tacos. paper. Yeah, simultaneously. He got an award. Not just <laughs> written up. A, he got a little. Uh, he can little do thing. He can do. Oh yeah, they did give him a little like golden um, mouth Statuette tongue. thing. He yeah. can do a clam taco, guys. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that. Pretty good. That's it. Those are mouth mm. sounds. Those are the twenty mouth tricks. You guys, if you can master all twenty of those, I mean, the ladies are gonna love you. <laughs> you're one to review God. We'll shout you out. We'll shout you out every single day on one to review. If you can give us a video of you doing all 20 of those. Get on our IG. Slide into DMs with those videos, guys. We want to see you doing mouth this tricks. Mouth Please tricks. don't expose your genitals to us. These are mouth Please tricks. Please thank you. Um, do we have one more sponsor? And then uh, we're going to we wrap do, it up. We do. We got to kick it over to sponsor real quick. All right, guys. Here we go. Darby's. It's the Denny's of Ireland. It may not be Denny's, but it will do Darby's. Boys, that was a powerhouse of an episode. Well, it feels good to be back. We're back in the saddle. We are checking movies off our list. We have a bunch to watch next week. We're playing catch up. So we got next week, all new reviews again for you. So buckle up. When I jump off this saddle today, I'm going to kiss this saddle. I don't know what that means, but I can interpret it in a lot of different ways, and I'm thankful for that. Brandon! And every single one to review listener, you can donate on our Patreon page. Go search for one to review on Patreon or visit one review.com. 
We already have several donors. We have Rab, one of our longest and most hardcore supporters. Thank you, Rab. And we also have Ron Scunrana, who earned his mumbled shout-out for only a dollar. Alex, what kind of movies are we going to be watching next week? Next week, we're going to be reviewing Bingers, Red South 15, The Martitian Symmetry, Ortis Thighs, Being the Brother of a Werewolf, Flanagan's, and The Beginning of... What is it? The end of the end of the beginning begins. The Doe prequel. Yes. The oh, end that's of the, the beginning begins. Prequel. The Doe prequel. Guys, check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Miss you. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>